Welcome to Do It Scared, a podcast meant to inspire and encourage women to live brave and courageous lives. I'm Liza Wild. And I'm Danielle Schnockenberg. And together we interview kick-ass women and have heart-filled conversations about facing your fears, tackling your doubts, and accomplishing some truly amazing shit. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. This week you have another episode with Danny and myself, um, just kind of chatting about some stuff that's been on our mind. And this month being April, where we're focusing on creativity. So Danny and I wanted to chat a little bit today about something that's kind of been heavily um, like in my life right now, which is actually finding inspiration as a creative entrepreneur, specifically with my web design, but also some other topics of just like, how do you stay inspired when you're having to create things constantly um, and within specific parameters? So I'm really excited to dive into this topic. And I, I think Danny will be able to shed some light on kind of her creative process behind there too. Wait, I'm supposed to have a creative process? Nobody told me this. <laughs> Our creative process is sometimes me texting you and just being like, hey, look, we're recording in five minutes, okay? <laughs> yep, that's it. Spontaneity is my creative process. But no, I'm really excited and I'm kind of glad that I, I kind of pushed this topic on you today. Yes, you did, but that's all um, totally good. <laughs> because I've really enjoyed following you on Instagram lately. And I know for some of you, that probably sounds crazy that I'm telling Liza I'm enjoying following her on Instagram. <laughs> but even though we live in the same town, we really don't get to see each other that often. And especially with the amount of traveling I'm doing right now and all of the amazing stuff Liza's doing right now, we really just don't get to see each other very much. And that's kind of how we connect. And I think we're kind of okay with that at this point. We're, we're comfortable enough with each other that following each other on Instagram is how we keep up and that's fine. Right. Your and kids aren't happy about it, but... Yeah, no, they're still asking, when's Liza coming for dinner? And we're all scratching our heads. <laughs> they love Liza. In fact, Eli puts his free hugs shirt. Guys, my one of my five-year-olds has this shirt. It says free hugs, and it is the embodiment of him. If he thinks Liza might be coming over, he puts it on. I don't think that's just special to me, though. I think that's anytime anyone comes over. Yeah, but he'll ask. like He'll put it on, and he'll be like, is Liza coming today? <laughs> he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> anyway, is, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Danny but, and I keep ta uh, tabs on each other through Instagram. <laughs> and lately, Liza has been posting a lot of these amazing sites and things throughout Detroit mm -hmm. that are just beautiful and inspirational. And I'm getting inspired by her search for inspiration. So I'm excited to have her dive more into this. Yeah, so I guess I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I've been struggling with. So for those of you who don't know, um, I am a front-end web developer, web designer. So I do a lot of coding of websites for an agency here in Ann Arbor and also for you know my own clients. And it's sometimes very hard to create a website when a client comes to you with very specific parameters and they're like, okay, well, you know, my brand guidelines use these colors and these fonts and, and those are usually good, but it can just get very repetitive sometimes with all of the, you know, the, the same trends that are out there. And so being able to deliver a new design to each client that's unique and really showcases their strengths and, you know, puts their business, their best foot forward for their business is difficult. And I find that if I'm trying to design a website and I start looking at other websites, I start like emulating those. And it's more like, I feel like I'm ripping off other websites. And so I've been really str like struggling lately with trying to get inspired for my clients. 
and finding inspiration outside of web and digital spaces. So we're really lucky that we live close to Detroit because Detroit has a very like interesting creative community down there. And one of my favorite places lately to go is is the Eastern Market down there which is a big farmer's market that happens a couple of days a week. Um, but they have something called murals in the market and you can actually find it on Instagram, which is pretty cool. And so they've hired all of these both local and, you know, um, national artists to actually come in and, and paint these beautiful murals on these buildings. And so I've been really enjoying going down there, you know, on the weekends and, you know, just with my phone snapping photos of these, um, these murals. And so murals in the market actually has a, like a Google map or something where they've locate, like shown you where all their murals all are. So a couple of weekends ago, I went and with a friend and went down there and kind of just followed the map around to follow all of, follow all of them. So yeah, I, I think right now I'm trying to find a lot of my inspiration from street art. And I think this also started a little bit from my Bali trip because when we were in Senor, there was a lot of artwork that was just on like the side of um, people's houses or like the walls that were out front or the doors or, or whatever. And that was really inspiring and just not something you see every day here in the States. So yeah, I don't know. I, I have a friend who's been trying to like recommend other things and people have been like, you know, maybe join AIGA or, you know, subscribe to this publication. And so I'm kind of trying to put like all my feelers out there right now and just do things that are not necessarily web design that'll help me improve those web design skills. Does that make sense? <laughs> that makes total sense. Cause I mean, I'm still doing some front end design myself, not nearly as much, not taking it quite as seriously as you are, but clients make it hard sometimes. And I have a couple clients that they bring me other websites as their inspiration. And they basically tell me recreate this website, but for me, and I'm like, Oh, guys, no, 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 no. But when they constantly point you in that direction, it's hard to find inspiration in other ways and to not feel like you're going to end up ripping those sites off. However, unintentionally, you just you see so much that those things start becoming your, you know, part of your creative process, even though that's not really what you want. And it is hard to step back from the digital world and find inspiration in other places. Yeah. And I mean, you and I both work within WordPress too. And, you know, some people say that there are some, some limitations to working within a content management system like that. So, you know, whether that's Squarespace or WordPress or whatever, and you kind of feel like you're restricted to these templates. And I don't know, I, I just, I want to start branching out of that. So that's another thing, like I'm super excited about this summer, this fellowship program that I, that I got accepted to down in Detroit. It's a five week boot camp, So I'll be living down there and basically just getting like an intense education in like other programming languages other than like the HTML, the CSS that I use, because I can bring that back to my, my web practice and my, my business and kind of strengthen those websites. So, you know, still using WordPress as a foundation, but expanding upon it. So I'm not just limited to like a page with a sidebar or like three icons here in a row or like a big slider image at the top. So not even just like on the design side of things have I, have I been trying to find inspiration, but I've been looking at um, just different language combinations. So I, I attended a talk at a conference last year at WordCamp here in Ann Arbor and a gentleman from, I 
forget the name of the company. It's in Grand Rapids, but they do WordPress development, but they like have their content in WordPress. And then there's like an API that they pull everything out of WordPress and then style it using like a totally another, another like JavaScript framework. And it doesn't even look like a WordPress website, which is kind of hard to do these days. I feel like every site you look at, you're like, oh yeah, that's WordPress or oh, that's Squarespace. Like it's so easy to fall into like those cookie cutter traps. And I'd so desperately want myself and my clients to not have to be a cookie cutter. Cookies are great, but not for your business. <laughs> I love that. Yes, cookies are great, but not for your business. Absolutely. And it is hard and I'm guilty of it. And with all the case studies I've done for Feather and Wild and that I do for my clients, yeah, I can pretty much open up any site and say WordPress, Squarespace, Shopify. It's it's obvious. And especially when we, we live in a world of DIY web design now, and most people aren't even changing out their footer credits. So if you couldn't tell, you got to do scroll down to the bottom and then you see it too. Yeah. And I know when I'm working with my clients, I really want to strive for that to not be the user experience that you get when you visit their site. And it's hard. And finding time to learn whatever it is that will make your stuff different, whether it's learning new coding languages or even just walking out and finding inspiration. It's sometimes really hard to time, find time yeah. to learn the new stuff, to feel inspired, to feel creative, to feel like you are moving away from those cookie cutters. And I think that's a struggle for a lot of people too, is we know we're, we want it, we're craving it, but where do we find it? How do we find the time to find it? Kind of can be the, the stumbling block there. Yeah. And so uh, Tuesday morning, I went to uh, another creative meetup and it was like at 8 a.m. I don't know how the hell I managed to get myself. Yeah. How did you get up to that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I did. And I went and it was really nice. There were only, you know, six or seven of us there and, you know, a couple graphic designers, my boss from Boxcar came and, you know, there was another woman who taught like dance and um, a a musician there and everything. But I went to this meetup and one of the things they asked was, is there something that you're working on or like a skill that you want to get better at? And it was very interesting to to see some people say like, yes, I want to keep doing this because it's within my field. Or, you know, me, I was like, I'm super interested in audio editing now. And that really has nothing to do with my job. But it's something that I do now for the podcast, or at least for the season and, and everything. And it's something that interests me. But then, you know, one of the other participants brought up the fact that it's hard when you're creative all day long for your job to want to come home and do anything else that requires your creativity or that your computer screen. Cause I think as creatives, we inherently want to, to continue creating things, but you do get tired, especially like for me, for web design, if I do it at my nine to five all day, it's, it takes a lot of motivation for me to come home and want to do it for myself. That's why like my own website has taken so freaking long to get up. I, I just, it, it's hard. And, and I think you, you're familiar with that too. Like, how do you go doing branding and stuff for a client all day to coming up with t-shirt designs for like Feather and Wilds, you know, next release and everything, right? Like, it's yes. hard. <laughs> it's exhausting. And I don't envy you having a day job in the same industry as your freelance work. I really don't know how you do that. I, I don't. Um, it's like somebody that works in a daycare than going home to their own kids. Um, <laughs> bless those people. Bless those people. Um, it's it's mentally exhausting. And eventually, 
you you do feel uninspired because you're putting all that it's not a it's not an infinite inspiration energy like it's it's going to end you will bleed that dry and this is one of the topics that brought you and I together really this is what when we first met you were wanting to get people together to write about was mm-hmm. how can creatives nurture their creativity without burning out on the the creativity that they're monetizing and that's a mouthful guys i hope everybody <laughs> followed that um and and this is this is my struggle here's where i'm at with it i don't have the day job I, I do. I have a customer service gig that has basically turned into full time. And I, I love the company I work with. And I'm getting to do design work with them, too, which is really good. But I do have my design clients. I do have designing for Feather and Wild. And what I've kind of noticed with myself is I will go find a hobby, something to be a creative outlet. That's not the creative outlet I've already I, that I'm using as a business but one of the first things I freaking do when I get there is how can I monetize this? And I think there's maybe some mom guilt buried and there's somewhere that if I'm doing something not with my kids, if it's for me in any way, then it needs to be purposeful. And usually the easiest way to make something purposeful is to make money from it. And it's a real battle because the moment that I actually do start doing that, I no longer love doing it. Yeah. So it's being able to separate and do something and say, no, 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 this, this is from me. I I'm doing this to nurture my creativity for no other purpose. And that's okay. And it's, it's sometimes hard to draw that, that boundary and find that thing. Um, it, it just is, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you've, you've done a pretty good job too of your travel trips that you do. Like, I feel like those are creative in their own right. And yes, they are press trips and, you know, they're sponsored and you write about them, but it's a different level of creativity. I don't know. Do you, do you consider those to be like a creative outlet for you or no, because you're still monetizing them? I do. Those of you that don't follow me on Instagram and stuff, I just got back from a great little trip to central Kentucky. I had 36 hours notice (laughs) and I was going on said trip because when a friend texts you and says road trip bourbon, you say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, and you figure that shit out. Um, So yeah, I had like 36 hours notice and I, you know, jumped in the car with her like, oh, dark 30 Thursday morning and we went to central Kentucky and it was, the trip was called Moonshine Mamas. So it was a group of moms, though we did end up with a moonshine papa. Um, <laughs> one of the husbands who also writes came along. So we had, a, we had a good time. But there was a lot of conversation because it was a group of moms of how people react to the fact that we travel without our kids mm-hmm. and how great that is that, yes, we are here and we are posting to social media and we are scribbling notes like crazy and we are snapping photos and we are glued to our phones the whole freaking time. But, well, this time we had bourbon, so that helped. <laughs> um, and moonshine and whiskey. Oh, my God. Um, guys, I'm not a heavy drinker, but man, this trip. Uh, <laughs> but even with all of that and with it being a work thing, we all still so thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was work, but it was also fun. It was also soul nourishing. And so, yes, that is something that at its core is work is being monetized, but there's just something about travel that it doesn't matter. I mean, I have been on trips that I've been on press trips that have just been a hundred percent go, 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 go. And they don't 
feel that great. But usually there's at least a couple things you do throughout it where you pull that, that moment of, Oh, this is awesome. I love this. Um, but all in all those trips, they are nourishing. And I actually kind of found a new way to make them kind of nourishing for me. My uh, creative outlet that I've, I have a love hate relationship with photography. Um, if any of you have followed my feather and wild journey, you know, photography is not my strong point. That's why I have the amazing page. She did our branding shoot for feather and wild. Um, and she, for the podcast. She, and that's what I meant. <laughs> podcast. Oh gosh. Um, see guys, I still haven't recovered from this trip. <laughs> um, she did the branding shoot for the podcast and then she did um, the spring lineup shoot for Feather and Wild, she's also shot me with, you know, not all my clothes on because that's <laughs> actually what she really does. She's a boudoir photographer. And she is damn good at it. Um, but I outsource photography because it, it's not my thing. I have tried and I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. And when I'm doing it for business, all I can think is, damn it, this sucks. I am not good at this. And I waffle between, do I want to learn how to do this? And do I just want to keep outsourcing it? Sure. But when I'm traveling, photography takes on a whole new light and I like it and I enjoy it. And it's one of my favorite things to do. I would rather come home with a couple hundred photos than a souvenir of any type. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's what I like. And we got really lucky on this trip. We had Rick Garrity. Um, they actually, the um, ladies that organized the trip specifically brought Rick in to teach us photography. Um, and it was great to, I actually kind of got to validate it as a, a creative outlet with him because he and I did talk, we talked product photography and clothing photography and just how darn difficult all of it is. And he, he really did reassure me that it's okay to just take photos for the sake of taking photos that I don't have to go out and become the, the greatest professional photographer that as long as I'm happy with my photos and I'm enjoying it, then photography is serving me. And yeah, I'm, glad I took that away from that because now I can separate there's product photography and Instagram and all those things where those photos are monetized in some way, even if it's just for marketing. And then there's, there's the hobby, the, the passion side of photography where I don't need a great camera. My iPhone's going to be fine as long as I love the pictures and I'm happy with the pictures and I can get creative with it. You don't have to be able to see the sign of where I'm at or the building doesn't have to be, you know, shot this way. I can do whatever the heck I want. I can get creative with the photos. And I love that part. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, I feel like we live in a world, um, especially right now with Instagram marketing and everything where we're always being told that everything has to be like styled and on point and beautiful and this and that and the other thing. But when it comes down to it, I think photos are going to resonate with certain people. Like if you're taking selfies all the time, maybe yes, that's not going to be the best way to market your business. But if you are thoughtful about the photo that you take and like what you include with it, I think that's going to resonate so much more than like a beautiful flat lay that just has like a, you know, again, a cookie cutter template, like caption thrown into it. You know what I mean? So you know, to go back to that Washtenaw Creatives meetup that I went to on, on Tuesday, there was a, a photographer there and, and he said, you know, something like, you know, we can always get better and, and more, we can like perfect our technical skills on things, 
But if you look back at some of the most iconic photographs of like our history, you know, half of it's out of focus and, you know, this is blurry and the lighting's not perfect. And it, it's, it's beautiful even still, like in all of its imperfections, because it is creative, because it, it does communicate something more than just, um, you know, fitting within certain parameters of what the perfect photo might be. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a hard balance to find a creative outlet that you can enjoy one that you're not getting burnt out on. And it's just a a crazy battle. Like I'm really interested to hear what our listeners do when they are struggling with, you know, inspiration and finding creativity, because I feel like everyone that I've come across lately, I just ask, I'm like, so what do you do to like rejuvenate your creativity or what do you do to refuel and, and all this, this stuff? I'm asking everyone, if you, if you are a friend on Facebook, you've probably seen me post in every single group that I'm part of. Yes, I know. I saw you posted a few times. And I'm I'm very curious too, especially because as a mom, it comes that, especially if we do have a, a business or anything other than being a mom, if we have anything else, we feel like we don't have time for yeah. anything that's not making us money or not serving our family. Um, I know most of the time if I ask a mom what her hobby is, I get the blank stare and then uh, sleep <laughs> like net, net, Netflix. <laughs> That's the kind of response I get. And part of me feels sad when I hear that. Um, I think it's important to have something that inspires you outside of your family. Um, I love it. If your kids inspire you, that's great. But what else fuels you? What else, especially as a creative entrepreneur, I feel like you really you need that, that outlet, that release. And I do, I want to, I want to know what everybody's is. I'm mine's constantly changing. I go from yoga being inspiring to photography, being inspiring to a gazillion other things. And I've just learned to kind of accept that and roll with it. Like you don't have to pick one thing. Yeah, it's always going to change. Like you, you got to go with the flow. Creativity is not a one-way parallel street. It is a very winding, crazy-ass river that's just going to rip its way through the landscape <laughs> of our being. And if that's not a very profound statement, I don't know what is. <laughs> Guys, can you tell that it's late that we're recording this? <laughs> So see, this is, this is you getting an insight into mine and Danny's creative process with the podcast, because with these new episodes, we wanted to be a little bit more candid and a little less, uh, edited. Yeah. Yeah. Scripted. Well, okay, guys, we've we never, yeah, we've no, never we scripted script anything, all, but... except maybe our intro and outros, <laughs> the most scripting we have ever done. Um, but yeah, this is, this is. This is the raw of it, guys. And I, I really hope we get to to bring more of this to you guys, but maybe a little less slap happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not always like this per se, but um tonight, yeah, we are. Yeah. But I think it's good. I think I think you and I even switching things up here a little bit has been helpful in in getting us back into our own creative groove with the podcast. Cause when we did take our break um after season one, I I think both of us were a little bit like, okay, well, how do we keep doing this? Like, what, what is the sustainable effort behind it? You know, what is, what is going to keep us going and everything, which is, you know, why we, we brought on these, these monthly themes, which added some structure, but why we're also doing the, you know, Danny and I solo chats, because it does give us a chance to be a little less, um, 
again, I don't know what the word I'm working for. It's not scripted, but a, a little less um, professional, I guess, because we're not necessarily, you know, wasting a guest time by going on our little tangents. Like it's it's just you, me, and our listeners having a conversation or, you know, a slap happy conversation. <laughs> But all right, <laughs> but we won't, uh, we won't get too far in much. We won't get much further into this now. I'm really just interested to hear what all of you guys think. So go on and head over to Facebook and join the Facebook group. Um, let us know what your creative process is. You know, if you have any specific ways that you really like to fuel your creativity. Um, and if we can help with any of that too, because I mean, if we can, uh, you know, support you guys and, and inspire you guys, that's really what we're here for. Absolutely. And we will, I guess we won't see you all, but you'll hear us (laughs) next week. That's a wrap. What a fantastic conversation. And it doesn't have to end here. Continue to chat with us over the Deal Scared Facebook group. There you can connect with Liza and I, as well as many of our amazing listeners. And to make sure that you don't miss a single episode, be sure to subscribe to Do It Scared on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you've enjoyed these conversations, do us a quick favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It seriously means the world to us and helps get our podcast in front of new listeners every day. 